Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to hide your face behind a bunch of strategically placed furniture, because we're going to dinner at Wilson's. Again! That's right. It's Grunt Work. Audio commentary. took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that co-host of Grunt Work, your oh. one and only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement. I hope I'm not your dad. Uh, well, let's talk about that off the air. Okay. Uh, there's a reason that I have tears brimming in my eyes as I look at you and, and notice suddenly why we have such similar hairlines. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Truman, the I didn't think of a nickname tonight, Caps, uh, <laughs> the man Caps, and with me as always is my co-host, Landon, the audio commentary man, Solano. <laughs> And we're off to a roaring start. Oh, uh, we are. Yes. I think part of what I part of why I just feel okay not doing a more intricate intro is that we're both sitting on your couch in a very relaxed yeah. position. Uh I can I can speak for listeners. I'll paint word pictures. Uh you are dressed very casually in some gym shorts and a t-shirt uh with your legs crossed. I almost all I I don't think I've ever been around you not wearing a t-shirt landed. I am a t-shirt only man. Although you this are, is one yes. of my baggiest holiest t-shirts, yes. Well, likewise though, but I always have um I always have the button up over top of it usually. True, true. <laughs> so, so this is really grunt work nights right here. <laughs> yes, you're right cuz I do not have the button up. I also am in t-shirt and I'm lounging on the chaise part of the sofa. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a very laid back atmosphere. And why, why are we so laid back? Why are we so lackadaisical? Why aren't we sitting on the hard, rigid chairs of Grunt Work Corner? Uh, because we learned the ways of Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no place that I'd rather waste away, honestly. <laughs> and I think that if I got a cheeseburger in paradise, yeah. there'd be so much sodium in that that I wouldn't need to find that lost <laughs> shaker of salt. Uh, yes, my, my hatred of Margaritaville, the song aside, uh, today... What about the restaurant? <laughs> I, I you know I've never been there. Um, I don't have anything against Jimmy Buffett, but I don't think I'd like it very much. I, yeah, or I, or his music particularly yeah. doesn't speak to me. Margaritaville really. in particular, just like you turn that on, I get depressed immediately. <laughs> You know, my mom also has very strong feelings about Jimmy Buffett, and, and in that same way. And, like, I don't think I've met any really diehard Jimmy Buffett fans in my life. Oh, I know. I know. We have family friends that are. Well, your that family go... lives in Florida, Landon, of no, course. No, no, they're for the, back in Michigan. Well. And I think that's who they are speaking to, and that's partly why I hate the song Margaritaville so much, is because every Christmas or holiday that I would go back to Michigan and it was snowy and dreary and gray for six months on end. They would play Margaritaville on repeat. I, I hear that song more than any other fucking song on the planet. And, and it Christmas. just reminds me of this, like so desperately trying to find some sort of fantasy in which people can be happy in yeah. the sludge and the snow and, you know, Everything else is there. So, welcome back to Fuck It Buffett. It's our uh, the our podcast where we take Jimmy Buffett down a notch, because that guy is too damn popular. Next up, we're going to go see his Broadway musical and shit all over it. Oh, my God. Uh, well, if I had a cheeseburger in paradise, I probably would, considering I haven't eaten meat in so long. Okay, well, good. All right. Uh, that's what a way to start off an audio commentary. I know, I know. I mean, it's even more off track than we normally get. Folks, tonight... Tonight, though, we are going to Paradise, not necessarily having a cheeseburger, because nope. we are we are rewatching a Home Improvement episode where 
Tim and the gang go over to Wilson's house for dinner. Yes. It's the first episode we'll ever see what's behind that the back doorway. Yeah. The, well, the, the, the wood curtain. curtain. Just the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Just think of the term. That's where I'm at tonight. This is what I'm bringing. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, so look, we're, we're laxing on the couch here. Yeah. Uh, we got, we got home improvement up on the screen and yeah. we're going to go through and we're going to kind of talk about what we see a little bit of mystery science, home improvement, <laughs> 2019 and yeah i mean they people know i mean uh, long time listeners we this is not our first audio commentary uh interactive commentary so just to remind listeners uh if you are if this is your first grunt work commentary this is an interactive you're in for a treat as you can tell we have three places throughout the episode in which we're going to pause and we invite you if you're watching along with us to pause with us we will uh insert a chime that sounds like this whenever we are going to pause uh, then we will speak to what's uh, on the screen. We'll give you our thoughts, uh, some trivia, what have you. Then we will unpause, continue the episode, uh, uh, do that in triplicate. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's honestly, I think this is going to be the next big thing in in uh, in media. I think that in the future, every movie is going to stop three times so that you and I can come on screen and talk about what we're seeing. <laughs> Everyone's going to be doing it. Uh, and to give people uh, the the actual title of the episode, which you alluded to, is uh, My Dinner with Wilson. It's season four, episode nine. Yes. I think. Um, sure. I might be wrong on the episode number. I mean, d- Google My Dinner with Wilson. Yes. And w- the, the, do the thing that I do when I'm trying to remember what the name of the Home Improvement episode we watched is and just type in, yeah, type in the uh, season and episode, whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Buy the DVD box set. Yeah. Every time you have a question about an episode. That's what you do? Yeah, that's what I do. Every you have single time. so many boxes I, my, of Home Improvement like, DVDs I, I've had to get rid of both my roommates <laughs> so I can fill their rooms with box sets of the Home Improvement DVD case. It's a very unique problem that I'm the only one on earth who's having it. Too many DVDs of Home Improvement. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I think that's that's all the primer they need to, yeah. to get into this episode. You wanna you wanna dive right in? I, I want to dive right in. Let's hope that this pool is full of water because I'm diving. Great, me too. Great. Okay. Well, uh, uh, westward ho, I suppose. And uh, you will uh, know to start the episode as soon as you hear the chime. <laughs> and we're off. It is uh uh trimmer week here on tool time yeah you know and and they're showing off all these left-handed appliances that they've got yeah. now i've never really understood why you need a left-handed set of scissors that because i'm right-handed that's my privilege <laughs> well God this is this creep. is interesting that i had put this together after we had seen this episode that these are uh two left-handed hosts on tool time but also that tim allen and uh Richard Karn are both left-handers. That's that's uncommon. Yes, no, that is. The, the, I mean, the, the likelihood of that is uh, is very... Wor- oh, God. I'm sorry. Every audience shot that we get always blows my mind completely. <laughs> I know, and I, the I'm they've got. still always thrown by the red hats with the white lettering. Yeah, <laughs> Just, I know. Like, I, I have this knee-jerk reaction whenever I see them, even if it's not... Um, applicable to our current life yeah that, that combination so, is not aged well i'm not gonna pause it here but i just want to observe and bask in the glory of the calendar which is uh this is a rare close-up we're getting of it it's not even close but it's in the background the, the worst the worst part of this though is that i'm looking at it now <laughs> like i i because i've seen this before i'm not taking notes i can just look at it see tool time it may as well like yeah. that 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 font may as well be make america make tool time america again. tool time again Make America left-handed again. <laughs> yeah, see, like, the, but, like, this appliance, though, like, it's just mm-hmm. too, it, like, the handle for that is just two sticks coming off the back of it. I don't know why it needs to be a different design to be left-handed. 
Well, it's not necessarily. I, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I think there is something in the ergonomics of, uh, you know, how your muscles interact with the tool that uh, it's easier to make it for another hand. This is my right-handed privilege. You know, I just don't even <laughs> notice it. Yeah. So there's some debate here, uh, yeah. and our our first. Um, is he lifting his leg? Is he pissing? On me? <laughs> our first pause point is coming up uh, in the Taylor House, but uh, I, I do want to talk. We did question whether or not that's Napoleon. I think it is because uh, of the French hat. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you know that hat is French? That's just the sh- that's I mean that's just the shape that's of a hat. <laughs> that, that was the shape of a French general hat. Was Napoleon a general? Yeah, he was a general. He was also an emperor, for that matter. Uh, emperor hat. That's a uh, that's the you know the, you see it in the history books. It's listed under you know the dictionary. French emperor hat, and there's a picture of Napoleon. <laughs> I'm just saying that the, the only way you can definitively identify that shrub as Napoleon is if he's got a shrub hand <laughs> tucked into a shrub pocket. And we have a uh, a truncated uh, title sequence here because uh, this is a very r- verbose episode uh, with a new location that we're gonna bask in in a moment here. Oh my um, god. But I want to uh, prep people. We are going to be pausing here at four minutes and 30 seconds. So so get your, you know, I, it takes a long time to pause a show. It's like stopping a freight train. <laughs> uh, directed by Andy Cadiff. Uh No surprise here. He directed most of the season with Pete Filsinger stepping in uh, a handful of times. But if, um, look, this is one of the first times we see the calendar in the background. Is this the calendar tour? Because I actually have a bunch of great content about, about uh, Mark's centerpiece. But no, we're not talking no, about not. that. <laughs> I do you know one thing I do appreciate about this show is that they from episode to episode it's not even season to season they change all of the stuff on the refrigerator and on the door to the garage as if it is a actively used thing in this house. And can I can I tell you oh god this is really close. To, they're really close to this it's all, that in that moment I'm almost scared they're going to look and and notice that we're voyeuristically <laughs> peering into their living room. Uh, I will say that they change the stuff on the refrigerator on this TV show far more often than I change the stuff on the refrigerator in my real house. <laughs> I have wedding invitations that I ignored in 2013 that are still up there. Uh, I have a few on my fridge that are up there just because I designed them. Oh, so I well, that's a much better reason to keep them. <laughs> if you look on the left hand side of the screen there uh, by Tim's head, you'll actually see the autographed uh, Hubble telescope framed photo that. Uh, oh was brought to him by the the Hubble guys, the NASA guys. So we're coming up uh, T minus twenty seconds here. Coming to pause up on a, time on a big train robbery with these three <laughs> with three these three bad hombres. Uh, this sequence is uh, very reminiscent of Wild Kingdom from season one. Oh, well, well, that it's the same part of the wall that that like, it's not the same. It's a different different into. part. Of the other one was by the phone uh, in the kitchen. This is by the you the killed front my door. brother and. Okay, uh, hopefully you had enough time with that chime in there, but if you need to readjust, it's at 4.30. Hey, rewind the podcast. Who gives a shit, right? <laughs> um, look at this living room, okay. guys. Yeah, we're not even looking at the living room, though. What, but what do you do know you what call- a house is? What do you call this room, though, Landon? This is this is the nook by the front door. The nook by the front door. Yeah. Oh, forgive me for the living room is where you live. It's over by the TV. Okay, well, technically every room is a living room because people live in you know like what what room are you not living in? Is there a like the only room that is not a living room is the inside of a coffin? And that's Listen, I didn't a, come up with the names of a these mausoleum, places. A crypt. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to pause here because um, we this area 
has been developed over the course of the last four seasons. Yes. Uh, we have seen the addition of a computer as technology has taken over America. Yes. Intel inside. <laughs> or maybe this is compact. Maybe it came in one of those big uh, boxes with the cow-shaped, uh, you know, the, the cow coloration on it. <laughs> and in another episode, uh, we would get closer over there uh, in the um, Brother Can You Spare a Hot Rod, where Tim is on the phone uh, trying oh, to get yeah, a hold of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Papa Mia. Um, which is the first time we get a close-up over there. But uh, this is an area I, that I'd like to point out just because um, it changes over the course of this entire series, and we, yeah. we've seen it change since the beginning of the series. Uh, the computer is an interesting addition, and I think we're going to start to see Jill over there a lot more as she progresses through her uh, psychology studies and into you know, whatever comes after that. You know, I feel like I have strong memories of seeing Jill with a laptop over there in the past. It's just like the, in the 90s, they were like, computers can only be in one part of a house and <laughs> it has to be far away from the kitchen where food is prepared because they thought that the evil spirits yeah. inside the computer would, would get out. We're now, not to bring up a generational divide again. Okay. But um, when you were growing up. Yes. Did, where, did you grow up at a time where there was a household computer or that you had individual computers? You know, I grew up in a time when there was a household computer, but my father worked in the high tech sector the entire time. Like, he worked at a software company for most of my childhood, so we always had shitloads of computer. Well, I mean, Dad had a computer just in so his many office. computers. Just, just so many. We lived just a inside a computer in every computer. single room. I brushed my <laughs> teeth with a computer. We ate computers. I slept in a computer. My first girlfriend was a computer. Wow. And then uh, she left know, me. Technically, mine was too, for the, <laughs> because of uh, internet chat rooms. Yeah. Well. Okay. Fair. Fair. Look. Actually, I, that's not true. My first girlfriend was flesh and blood. My second girlfriend was internet. <laughs> uh, I mean, we like I had you know so long as we're going off off romantic experiences in computers. I mean, I had a computer in my room from you a did. very very early age. So mm-hmm. we were not a, we were not a computer in the living room family but that's just surely because yeah. of like a my dad's line of work and b the fact that my dad loves technology so yeah. he he had multiple computers in his office i had one computer in my room we uh, we had uh to begin with a computer well i know my dad was he's a very he didn't work in tech so much but he was he loved gadgets and, and tech and stuff like I that i feel so. like your dad and my dad could have a very long conversation about some really boring shit <laughs> just like us yeah um God. oh wow <laughs> Too too close, too close. <laughs> uh, we so like growing up, I had um, you know the Atari, uh, not not the like uh, game system so much as the the computer version where you would program languages into it that uh, you know pre-programmed that you would just type in yeah uh, to play stuff and like I had Sesame Street games on it. so I was brought up on computers almost from birth, um, but once we started getting into the internet. There was the the main computer in our den, yeah. Uh, and I had taken an old DOS computer uh, to put in my bedroom. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. I mean it didn't have internet capabilities. Really, all I could do on it was use a word processor and play a DOS version of Wheel of Fortune. But but you would stay up till four a.m. every night doing that, just word Pretty processing much, yeah. and uh, buying vowels. Uh, but I did eventually... Did, did your mom ever walk in without knocking? You're like, Mom, I'm playing Wheel of Fortune, don't look! <laughs> I did eventually get a computer in my room that had internet capabilities, and to really highlight how spoiled of a brat I was, I had a second phone line uh, so that I wouldn't tie up 
the the house phone line. I mean, we just got broadband as soon as it was available, so yeah. the second phone line wasn't an issue. So oh, we were, yeah, we're this both was spoiled like, in different ways. Th- this was a few, like a half a decade or, or maybe even a decade before broadband. So oh, I'm well, talking dial-up. Oh, well, uh, Just constantly hearing that. <laughs> I kind of miss that, though. Make that into a ringtone. <laughs> just to annoy the people in the public. Uh, anyway, back to home improvement. Uh, I do always find it interesting that they have this computer here, but then Randy and I believe Mark, or, or maybe they share a um, uh, laptop for yeah. homework up in their bedroom. Well, and I was kind of wondering, I'm sorry that I keep going to a porny place with this computer, but I'm just thinking about like, I mean, well, A, do they even have internet access? B, trying to think which of the boys has been like sitting down here at this yeah. computer late at night, you know, typing in like search celebrities nude Cameron Diaz or something. Tim. Well, okay, true. There are multiple boys on screen. Okay, but aside from Tim, who obviously who bought the computer with that explicit purpose in mind, Brad or Randy? Do you think would be neither? This is ninety. Randy Randy would never get. I mean, okay, if we if we're we're popular, right? Adjusting uh, for the time nature of it, then I would say Brad is going to be the first to do it. Sure, but you know, being ninety five, or actually, this is still ninety four. I think. this is certainly still Playboy era. Yeah, you're right. You're physical, physical media. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, but so they're, so they're sitting down here in front of the computer looking at a Playboy, though, yeah. just because they know, like, this is where this is where teenage sex stuff is going to happen in the future. <laughs> in, the, in the nook by the front door? Well, in front of a computer, <laughs> but the, because they've chosen... I mean, look, the nook by the front door, I think you can agree, it's the sexiest part of the house. Look at it. It's, We've uh... talked about hidden fuck spots. I'm sure you, not, you knock on... Like, you pull one of those books, there's that red book on the top shelf. <laughs> it does, it like, a haunted mansion uh, yeah, spin around yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's I, amazing. I think that's. Uh, I think that's. Uh, yeah, that's where it would happen. I think. Okay. Um, I just also want to point out before we uh, commence the Benford bucket. I, it's, it's jumping right out there. The, the lovely like teal periwinkle Benford bucket. Yeah. Uh, and also that Tim is wearing a Western University sweatshirt, which is uh, the college he actually attended, and it's the college that my dad attended with him. That's why we picked this episode, folks. It's a total. <laughs> it's a total college convergence. Uh, okay, so uh, this just recap for where we are for listeners going back into the episode. Because Tim the plot is teaching. Is so dense. Tim is teaching Randy and Brad how to uh, uh, blow open a safe with uh, water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Without uh, damaging the uh, the contents inside, so that they can gallop away on their horses and join up with the James gang. Uh, you know. I honestly, up until up until you mentioned horses, I was thinking, oh, he's doing a real deep cut reference to Sexy Beast, where they blow a safe open with water. <laughs> they also do that in um, what was that Frank Oz movie with Brando and De Niro? Uh, oh, 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 the the score, the score, and uh, Edward Norton playing a developmentally disabled oh, yeah. guy. Well, playing a con man, playing right. a developmentally disabled guy. No, and, but it's good. It's I think it's a pretty well done rendition. And it's uh, Angela Bassett, who's always uh, sexy as hell. Yeah. All right, guys. So we are coming back to the score. Uh, They're about to score. (laughs) And uh, wait for the chime. There you go. Ah, man, he's yanking really hard on that rat, isn't he? Oh, but it's a glove. It's a glove. (laughs) Oh, it's a glove. There's a thing that happens on the show quite often. Uh, It happened in the the previous Tool Time scene, and it just happened with this glove. These pictures, I'm sorry, these pictures on the left. Yeah. They look like production photos. Okay. okay. Uh, this thing, yeah. But I always, every once in a while, there's an item that pops up that we had in our house growing up, and it always, like, 
it re-triggers my nostalgia for the show. Yeah. I told you about the yellow bowl, I think, last year. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, these things that – yeah, your your knowledge of background props is incredible. Also, let's you know note, me. this is not the Binford bucket. This actually looks like some sort of Binford uh, – <laughs> Binford bug spray. <laughs> yeah, Binford uh, odor neutralizer. Ah, the lemon stuff that's worse than rat smell. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, so this is interesting trivia. We actually learn... Um, <laughs> That's wh- the total cl- clue move, though, right there. Him just walking in and smelling the shit. Continue. <laughs> uh, we learn Wilson and the Taylor's address. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is surprising. And if you look it up on Google uh, Street View, it does look like the neighborhood in which they would live. I mean, the types of houses, the type of neighborhood, all fits well with what we're looking at here. You know, this this show is a very very intense on their realism. They they, <laughs> they 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 drove around location scouting, even though they knew they were going to shoot this in Burbank. Yeah, I don't know about. Well, I, I get the joke you're making. I don't know about the realism so much, but <laughs> oh, the greatest acknowledgement of all, I get the joke. you're I making. I hear that you're doing a joke, but uh, <laughs> I do actually think that they they should be applauded for their their attention to detail with the local stuff. I oh, mean, certainly. Every once in a while, something crops up that I'm like, wow. Good, good going on that level of detail. Well, you know, and that's that Tim Allen touch. I mean, he's got that Michigan, uh, you know, that, <laughs> okay, that, that tree transition looked like a spider at first. Oh. I got scared. Okay. We're going to be heading into uh, Wilson's apartment here. Well, it's apartment. more of a house. Uh, he has an apartment inside the house. I mean, he has so many weird things in here you don't even know. That you wouldn't surprise even, me. No. You don't even know. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what, the, what is wrong with me tonight. Um, it's It's the couch, man. <laughs> Okay, this this centerpiece, I'm sorry, this centerpiece blows. Okay. It's just a pile of pine cones. It's more than I would have done at his age. Yeah, well, we're not grading on the Landon curve here. Uh, <laughs> now, okay, the first of many Wilson inventively blocking his face bits. Yes. Uh, I seem to remember the there was a conversation we were having about the amount of masks and what they could symbolize with Wilson and hiding his face. Uh, I do find it interesting that this hallway here that we're entering oh, is just so filled masks. with them. Also, and, of course, the circumcision mask that... Yeah. Uh, and bear in mind that Randy has a mask in his room, too. That's many masks. That's why he's looking so closely at it. I, I wonder sometimes if there's a uh, apprentice and uh, uh, murder situation going on. Murder, murder master, <laughs> murder apprentice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, murder so we got master about is a giallo film. 30, 30 uh, seconds before we pause again. Um, and... Got a bird named Mozart, by the way. Just think on that. <laughs> Also, Randy is, is fond. They're both fondling the shit out of this mask. Like, they just could not get enough of it. Uh, and I, I'm going to have a, a question for you in just a moment, but uh, we are coming up to the pause point. Um, there's just so many fascinating things to look at in Wilson's apartment here, uh, from the photography to the masks to even the things they just mention. Um, but here we go at uh, the pause point at 8.04. Boy, look at that house. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Let's talk about Wilson's apartment. Okay. And I keep calling it an apartment. Because your world is an apartment. I want to... I just... Now that we've paused it, uh, this is the first time I'm even noticing this. The floor? It's covered in hay. The floor... Okay. Now, I talk about this a lot on the podcast, off the podcast. This is a big part of my life. You go to a Texas-style barbecue joint. <laughs> Jesus where, Christ. Where it's... This is my calendars, Landon. Okay, so you just... <laughs> okay, all right, okay, listen, okay, all right, all right. Where where there's a bunch of shit on the floor, like hay, mm-hmm. and it's so as to subtly encourage you to throw your peanut shells from the complimentary peanuts on the floor. <laughs> I went to a bar like this when I was in Portland last time uh-huh. without even knowing they were going to have that, and I was so elated. And I did feel you, like... Did you waste your food by throwing it on the floor? 
I, well, I mean, I, I threw all my peanut shells. I, like, I ate so many peanuts that I didn't have a huge appetite for the bar snacks we ordered because I wanted to throw so many goddamn shells. So when the Brussels sprouts arrived, you just threw them on the floor without eating them. Basically, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, oh, what? You're only telling me I can only throw one kind of food? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep Portland weird here. <laughs> Um, but no, oh, I mean, I, I think that Wilson's house is a Texas barbecue. I, I think he would disagree with that, but like, why? What, what, I mean, this is just going so you're so into Thanksgiving when you, yeah. when you scatter hay on your floor. <laughs> I would like to compare this with uh, Wilson's girlfriend, the final episode of the season to see if that hay was still there. No, man, you're having a girl over. You clean up all the peanut shells. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> you clean up the hay. No, no, I know. I leave the hay, but I okay. clean up the peanut shells. <laughs> Um, I leave the hay so the woman feels comfortable enough to throw peanut shells on the ground. <laughs> this is our first look at Wilson's house uh, in the series. Was this, uh, can you think back to when we watched this episode for the first time? Was this what you were expecting or uh, did you expect something completely different? This was, honestly, this was, uh, this was close to what I was expecting. Yeah, I didn't expect him to have like Fraser's house in there. I didn't expect him to live inside a volcano or something. I mean, I expected an eclectic space filled with lots of bits and bobs from around the world, much like the inside of Wilson's head. <laughs> uh, what now, about you? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's hard for me to say because my first memory of it was when I was a child. So I, I knew what it looked like. I knew what I was in for. I can't think back to way back when. Um, but, you know, I guess trying to force myself into an answer here. Um, I don't know. It's it's a little too uh, homogenized in its uh, uh, chaoticness, if that makes sense. No, it, it actually doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, th- I would expect there to be a little more segmentation amongst everything. Like, as they're saying in the dialogue in this scene, you know, Brad and Randy are about to go look at the rainforest room. Ah, uh, yes. That's the sort of thing that I picture. But this main area here is just like you've got the Buddha statue there that's facing an African ritual mask that is next or uh, uh, mounted underneath a Chinese dragon head. Uh, yeah. And it's just like I would expect it to be a little more focused uh, as opposed to just a hodgepodge. Yeah, it's not uh, like he doesn't have any one kind of uh, one kind of uh, theme going on. It's like any one culture spoke to him the the most. Now, here's a question for you. Yes, Uh, we've talked in the past many times about the uh, the the Frasier Home Improvement crossover. Yes, we have. Walk me through your thoughts. Frasier Crane enters this house. Uh. I think that's the scenario. I think okay. I think the first thing is is one of those just patented Fraser kind of pearl clutching, you know, wide eyed looks. He he and he and Niles look at each other. Studio audience goes wild. Then he is that a ritualistic circumcision mask from Africa? Yeah, like I think well because I think at first they are completely like oh god it's so garish it all clashes with each other none of it works. Uh, but then but then but they that's, start. Exi- that's exactly what his apartment is. Well, and well, and that's the thing he's, he's but. You know, because his is what aestheticism. I, I was trying to Google up on my phone what he calls it in the first episode. Oh, yeah, that man. every that nothing matches, so everything matches. Yes, I think that he at first would be object like, oh no, but you're trying for that, but it doesn't work. But then he would start realizing how, like, he would start seeing the value in each of these pieces <laughs> and realizing how great they are. And he's like, oh, they yes. do all match because they're of equally high value. I it's can brilliant. see. Yes, I can see Niles and Fraser kind of uh, both observing something and and having that knee-jerk reaction that you just said and then Niles kind of going 
but wait a minute, I cannot take my eyes off of this uh, yeah. uh, this 14th century samurai, blah, blah, blah. And then and then Martin sticks his head out of the kitchen and is like, hey, Mr. Wilson, you got a beer over here? <laughs> Only the best beer from uh, Germany's, uh, you know, uh, beer fest. Or I, I think it'd be more like, oh, oh well, well, uh, cane using neighbor, well, their handicapped neighbor, I've actually uh, brew, been brewing my own beer downstairs. And like, you know, Martin isn't buying this. He's going down to the basement. And he's like, if I'm not back in 15 minutes, call the cops. <laughs> I was I, you guys didn't see this, but I was making yeah. the motion of his him walking to this with cane. the cane. Yeah. I also see later in that episode that he would come back up excited like a schoolboy, going, "Fraser, guess what? They got a, a blank, blank, blank room, <laughs> an archery room. <laughs> Fraser, you can throw axes down here. Fraser, making your own beer is the greatest thing ever. Hey, I'm going to use your study for that now. <laughs> he has a place where you can actually ice fish inside. Oh no, no, Mr. Wilson, why did you ever show him that? <laughs> Yes, yeah, this is good. Our kind of improvised Frasier. Like, honestly, I think the Frasier and Niles and Martin meet Wilson episode is way better than the Frasier <laughs> meets Tim episode. Uh, I also wanted to just point out yes. that this is Thanksgiving dinner. This table looks so shitty for Thanksgiving dinner. Like, look at what? that chair at the end of the table. There's no back on it. There's no backs on any of these. That's They're true. all hardwood. Your ass is going to just be worn down. How do you think? It. Do you think that the Indians? Ooh, I said the Indians. Yeah. Hopefully you can edit well, that I, out. They're, they're, they're reclaiming the word. I think you Are can they? say it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think the Native Americans and the, the, the pilgrims uh, had luxury seats with backs on them? Well, no, I don't think that. But they also didn't have, like, modern food sanitation and safety techniques. They didn't have, you know, electric ovens or the concept of mashed potatoes either. <laughs> so I'm just saying we've updated. Let's at least update the seating. I mean, if you're like, uh-huh. you're, you're, your ass isn't going to be cushioned by newfound layers of fat until after the dinner. So you need to put some cushioning <laughs> on the seats. Yeah, so but Wilson handcrafted each of these things. Little do you know that seat that you're making fun of, that stool without a back there, that stool actually like refashioned out of that dummy that was made of Tim uh, in season two. Oh, okay. Well, then actually, <laughs> then in that case, I respect it immensely. If I can put my ass all over a representation of Tim. Uh, and I'll circle back to your point uh, and concede that in a minute, Tim is going to spit his food on the floor. Yes. So um, here we go. Do you want to launch back into this? Thing? Yeah, let's go back to this Texas barbecue. Okay, here we go. Ah. Okay, so we changed the room again. Oh, okay, and he's trying to recreate the first Thanksgiving, hence the hay. Hence the backless uh, bench chairs. God. That's probably one of Tim's best lines of the episode. You overcooked it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, that's just bad placement, I have to say. Like, you're, you're going to put a huge suit of armor in the middle of a of a pantry and block well, up all that space. I think that it goes to him saying he rearranged it for Thanksgiving. It probably resides in his living room. Oh, otherwise. I see. So we just, we just shoved it in there. Yeah, exactly. Like I do with all my dirty clothes when you're here. <laughs> just <laughs> throw them into my bedroom. So clean. <laughs> So, yeah, and that also, I guess, raises the question, like, how authentic is this is this representation of his room if, like, so much of this is his uh, Thanksgiving decor? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, oh, also, I have to point out these metal goblets that they're drinking out of. It, it, I, I want to point out the, the mallet in the background straight out of Midsummer. Oh, yeah, geez, that's that's their plan for after dinner. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Watch out for cliffs. Also... Is eel pie, like, were they eating eels at the first Thanksgiving? Like, were you they, know, could you catch an eel in off the coast of Massachusetts? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you probably could. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know enough about that to, you know, but dispute I, it. But I don't quite understand the reaction. I mean, eel is one of the most common sushi 
uh, rolls. So, yeah, but even then, I even I don't really go in for eel. That's really that really... was my jam. That, yeah, that, that was, was when I when I used to eat sushi. Eel jam? That's disgusting. Yeah. Eel jam? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But um, what I really like is pearl jam. Did it? Okay. <laughs> good. Uh, I write you a yellow letter of recommendation. <sighs> lead better. Nope. Yellow lead. Okay, hey, my you know pearl jam the, game the, is off. There's this show. There's this show here. Let's talk. Oh about yeah. The show. Okay. Yeah. Right. You're right. Uh, you know, Wilson's hair. It's like he really. I don't. I don't know if it's them just trying to make it look like he has hat hair from having <laughs> worn that thing all the time. But it's like that. That can't happen by accident, right? <laughs> I don't know. But the the attention to detail that the set gives, I wouldn't imagine that the costumer does anything that hair and hair and makeup do anything different. Yeah. Well, unless his hair is a costume, unless it's 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 a wig. He's just bald. Yeah. So this is Wilson. In case you're, you know, not listening at home, revealing that he's going to sell his house and and move. And I'm glad they didn't uh, go with that, because <laughs> uh, he's one of the the uh, selves of this uh, show. Yes, the salving grace, if you will. Uh, I wonder where where he gets all of this like seasonal corn stalks and stuff like i guess did you just drive it to a cornfield and, and harvest it, all of that well yeah in michigan there are actually quite a few that he could get them from uh but going to a more broader point where does he just get stuff in general do you think it is from all of his travels or do you think he's made friends across the globe that send him things from different places i mean it might be maybe in maybe in crates just like the one that transitioned us out of this scene oh <laughs> hey another look at the uh, another nook at the look look at the nook <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying if you were trying to look at some nook porn in there it goes back far enough you could probably hide a little bit. Uh would think, you call that then nooky? Yes, I would I would call it that. <laughs> and that's and we we got to we got to stop the podcast now because we will not get funnier than that line. <laughs> uh I know, but I think I think Wilson, yeah, it's either stuff that he gets on his travels or stuff that his friends overseas send him. I I he's not like Fraser or Niles who has an art buyer. Yeah. Yeah. Also, let's let's because we're watching this with subtitles. Let's uh, let's credit where credits due to the person who had to listen to the gibberish Tim is saying when he misidentifies <laughs> the forest and has to try and type that out as a <laughs> as a uh, as a subtitle. I know I pointed it out before, but those little dustbusters are um, <laughs> very reminiscent of the '90s for me. Yeah. Those and uh, cordless phones, which they don't quite have yet in this yeah. show, but uh, they will soon. They have not gotten there. <laughs> oh yeah so, so there, this is the whole mimicking of wild kingdom where she's gonna you know remember when she was the one with the pillowcase it's gonna put it you know the snake in there and then throw it outside yeah yeah now how the tables have turned now okay and th- this is the thing that that upsets me so much though like you should be tying this off right now jill you want to trap the stank inside well she's great she she's got it grasped pretty well yeah but then but then watch this like Okay, so first, first Jill, who has dealt with so much gross stuff as a mother of three, I'm sure. <laughs> but then, then look at this. He he just he doesn't even he doesn't even tie it off. He just throw. He just doesn't even it. make sure it goes inside. He just tosses it out there, where it's going to stink up the backyard where Wilson is. All the uh, okay, time. here's a theory. Tim has an inkling about uh, Randy's uh, uh, <laughs> animal killing ways, and he's like, "Oh, it's you know bait. what? Let's just uh, you know, I'm going to leave this out here so that he doesn't actually have to go kill something." Oh, I see. He this allows him to experiment um, on something that's already dead. All right. All right. Fair. Fair. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah. This kitchen, huh? I so, wish I wish that I had more things to say about this kitchen. <laughs> it's, which is why we didn't pause here. But yeah. Uh, 
yeah, so let's talk more about Wilson because this is a Wilson centric episode. Yeah. Um, James Cromwell w- would be an interesting addition. Who is the the buyer that's yeah. coming in? Maybe I should wait till he's on screen before. Well, I start talking well, you're about, not gonna have to wait that long because here he comes. Here he is, James Cromwell of Babe of L.A. Confidential of um, Others, Star Trek First Contact, <laughs> Zephyr of, Cochran uh, himself, The Longest Yard, also starring Landon Solano. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, 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 yeah. Any any fun stories about him on set? <laughs> uh, I mean, I was like. 13th row of the bleachers. I couldn't even hear. The, the director had to speak into a megaphone uh, attached to amplified speakers for us to hear. So well, uh, could not hear anything that was going on on the field. Well, OK. Funny stories of James Cromwell on the longest yard. <laughs> it's wood. But I also got to uh, Burt Reynolds spoke to us. Oh, OK. While we were there. What did he say? Uh, I don't remember. He just said hi. I... <laughs> Thanks great. for coming. Hope you guys are uh, not dying of heat stroke. Well, that was nice of him to nice of him to take a moment out of his schedule, being so cool. Uh, yeah. So, do you think that Wilson found this guy through some sort of fishing hat enthusiast <laughs> message board or something like rec dot arts slash hats? Uh, I mean, at this point, it probably would have been a uh, classified section in Aftermath magazine or whatever the fucking uh, Back survivalist magazine he was reading. Uh, you know, a hat wearer seeking other hat wearer to talk about things. <laughs> Now, if you were a home buyer and you go to look at this house, I mean, uh, would you be put off by all of the things that's gone on inside or like all the, the weird masks and stuff? I probably, well, you know what, if, because if this is supposedly the day after, if I walk in and there's hay all over the floor, I might have a couple questions. <laughs> uh, also that there's a, that there's a rainforest room. That's a mold room, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, even more than that, the, the in between the walls and the the room surrounding it would be moldy. Yeah. 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 Uh, But also, I mean, as as Tim says to James Cromwell, Wilson takes very good care of the house, so I'm sure he's in there ripping out the moldy walls all the time. (laughs) So look at the... Behind Tim there, there's a half-built fort. Like, what's that platform for? I don't know. It's it's just like a very half-assed treehouse. Yeah. It it puts me in mind, actually, of the one in To Kill a Mockingbird. I think Scout goes Uh, up at one point. It's just like a... It's just like a platform in a tree with kind of a curtain draped over it or something that she goes up in. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that Wilson is actually Boo Radley? Yes, actually, I am. <laughs> that might be the biggest revelation of this episode, <laughs> that Boo Radley grew up right. Oh, I have a theory about Tim. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to save it for season five. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is just a little te- teaser action. Yeah, I know I give uh, a foreshadowing for uh, la- things later in the episodes that we're covering, but I'm actually going to give a preview for season five. This is I a... have a whole new theory. Oh, my God. This is a who shot JR cliffhanger. <laughs> so we get a little uh, reversal here where Tim's on Wilson's side uh, and Wilson's on Tim's side. Which I like quite a lot. And we speculated, too, because this is now Tim is giving Wilson advice. Uh and I'm wondering if it has something to do with the um, uh, the environment, you know, the the surroundings there. Well, what just in terms of uh, in, in what surroundings? The surroundings of well, I mean, Wilson, you know, clearly is a loner, uh, and I'm wondering if his side of the fence is cultivated in a way to um, nourish thought and meditation, and oh. that's why Tim is more in tune with his advice here, where Wilson is on the other side that's more 
um, built for family and, and chaos. So you're saying that if Wilson lived in the Taylor's house, Wilson would slowly become an idiot. And if Tim <laughs> yes. lived in Wilson's house, he would slowly become a genius. Exactly, yes. All right, that's a very interesting nature versus nurture question. <laughs> Unrelated to any of this, I want to go back to something that was said about a minute oh, yes. ago where there's reference. Oh, by the way, when are we stopping next? Uh, we still got a few minutes. Okay, perfect. But there's there's a reference made. Uh, you know, Wilson says Wilson asks Tim something, and and Tim interprets it to mean that Wilson has to go to the bathroom and says, "Oh, go, yeah, go right ahead." There's some bushes over there by the gazebo. Now, you know, what, there's another episode, isn't there, where Al is running outside inexplicably to take <laughs> he a piss. Wakes up to go pee. Yeah, and and Tim tells him not to. <laughs> I'm not necessarily taking Al's side because it's still a weird uh, weird instinct to have to go pee yeah. in someone's backyard, but it's just. You know. I don't know. Well, let me ask you that. Did you grow up um, with any kind of, uh, I don't want to say wilderness, but any kind of, like, um, nature around you? Uh, or were you in kind of a, a more um, uh, city suburban? Uh, you know, I mean, there was there was some wilderness around me. I mean, you know, we had a, we had a large-ish backyard, and there were... There was a park near me that had some woods in it, although it then the woods stopped where the next subdivision began. But it you was, didn't have any woods on your property? No woods on my property. Uh, no, see, I that's the difference. I, I grew up, my house was literally surrounded with woods uh, oh separating our neighbors from us on all three sides. Oh, geez. So uh, to me, going piss in the woods was no no biggie. Uh, yeah, you know, for for me, it was really an exotic activity that I mostly got into in college, uh, and, and even and even then, it wasn't like we abutted the like the the house that I lived in my senior year of college did not abut the woods. It just had a small backyard. It was like, well, it's you know, uh, we're having a party, we're drinking, I'm drunk, I'm gonna yeah. piss in the backyard. Uh, do you think Roger Ebert, on his uh, scant commentaries that he did, uh, devolved into talking about where he liked to piss rather than talking about the item at hand? Uh, probably not, but also I'd say the things he did commentaries on probably had more weight and heft to them than an episode of Home Improvement. Citizen Kane, you kidding me? That's nothing more than Home Improvement. Did you, yeah, well, well, tell me, Mr. Ebert, did you ever piss on an old, uh, on an old sled in a, in a room full of antiquities? <laughs> oh my god. Uh... You know, uh, yeah, I wish there was. I wish there was more directly to say about about this this fence scene. But unless we want to sit and just listen closely to the dialogue, well, actually, this is a good moment. Yeah, no, that's, that's I, I think Tim's it's it's worth highlighting. Um, you know, when Tim's not being so uh, selfish, it's not the word I'm looking for, but so kind of narrow minded and focused on himself. I guess that's a, a form of selfishness. Selfishness, but uh, the fact that he can that he has the aptitude. It, it bothers me. These moments really bother me when he's not being this way because I see that he's capable of it. Yeah, it's it's cl- it's classic classic Adam Sandler syndrome. He can be <laughs> great. He just chooses not to be most of yeah, the time. Right. <laughs> but at, but at the same time, I still I think this is a really sweet scene, and I like the way that they yeah. flip the sides of uh, the fence. Uh, you know who Adam Sandler starred with once? Uh, you in the Longest Yard <laughs> and James Cromwell, who was in yeah. this episode. Um. So we're coming up uh, soon here to the next uh, pause point. Um, it'll be in less than a minute. Uh, and it's uh, going to be looking on uh, Wilson's side of the fence at nighttime. So just right after the commercial break, um, we're going to pause. Also, I never realized that uh, Catherine was spelled with a Y until we watched this with subtitles. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, that changes everything. Uh, okay. So we're coming up to the pause point here, guys. Uh, hold it. Hold it. And... Pause. Okay. Uh, it's Wilson's turn to speak. He has the conch shell. Uh, it's, it's, Piggy it's... is being quiet now. <laughs> and uh, the whole 
uh, society of children kill each other. Uh, I... I'm so glad that you made that joke because I was just going to make a weak ass joke about him making out with this conch shell, like just getting a little <laughs> private time. Him and his, I mean, him and his honestly, if you get a bunch of 10 year old boys, that's probably what <laughs> that whole book really boils down. It's not actually like representation of societal uh, divides. It's just it's just how long until someone tries to fuck wanting that shell. to practice kissing. Yeah. Yeah. What well, starts with practicing kissing yeah. it just evolves from I there. I certainly wouldn't want to fuck that conch shell. I, I'm not. I'm saying I wouldn't either. But if if you're stranded and it's Lord of the Flies, sooner or later, I mean, it's all boys around. Sooner or later, that shell starts to look pretty good. This audio commentary has covered pissing in the woods, fucking a conch shell. Uh, don't forget porn, internet porn, porn. internet porn. Wow, Guys, this is this what is... happens when when Landon and I sit on the couch to watch an episode and do commentary. Also, my my posture on the couch yeah. has slumped more and more without I me know. even noticing and it. And I've I'm... inched closer and closer to you, and you haven't noticed that either. Ooh. <laughs> Our knees are touching. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to pause here um, so that we can kind of get a, a look at uh, the area where Wilson works um, most often uh, and kind of look at the set, too, because I think we take a lot of things for granted. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is a set. Yeah. But I never think about the trees. Like, that looks like an, a, a legit tree. Yeah. That would be in a backyard. Yeah. Um, for once we're seeing the forest for the trees, but that is a prop. I mean, it might be a real tree trunk that they, oh, sure, that they yeah. preserved somehow. And, but yeah, I mean, so that was in a prop warehouse full of trees and they, <laughs> they chose the specific one to fit there. What I'm noticing is that Wilson seems to be a pot enthusiast because he's got, looks like four flower pots stacked inside each other over oh, there. Oh, I thought you meant we were going back to our old theory that it was a pothead. Well, yeah, I mean, he might be a pothead. I mean, he seems to really like those pots. Also, we don't know what's in them. The original potheads. Yeah. Devo. Because they had flower pots on their heads. Good. So, nice. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good joke, right? I acknowledge that yeah. you made it funny. Thank you. Thank you. I don't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, so, so it's still some some hints at his green thumb. Yeah. Uh, um, and But, I mean, this is uh, often used throughout the series for uh, his various hobbies, whether it's woodworking, painting, um, any number of uh, duck items yeah. or cooking. Uh, this, this acts as a workstation slash uh food prep station <laughs> yeah where he prepares um, the roadkill that he eats the crickets yep. etc yep uh i don't know uh i, I just kind of want to give our final thoughts here on on wilson and his side of the fence before we we continue um uh, yeah you know what do you I, got i mean i think i think we honestly burned our best thought that wilson's side of the fence is a place of contemplation yeah and uh and and yeah, I mean, like the, I think that the, the the nature of his side of the fence is a peaceful place. It's a serene place. It's a meditative place, and that's made the Wilson that we have today. That said, I'm going to create a fantasy scenario here for you. Yes. Okay. You're blindfolded. Blindfolded. Okay. You're driven in a uh, unmarked van, windowless, for two and a half hours. Yes. You are taken somewhere where it's nighttime. You're set in front of a door. Mm-hmm blindfold comes off door opens up and you're looking into the hallway of wilson's house how do you feel not knowing that it's wilson's house uh i feel scared i feel absolute fear i think that i'm in the house of a crazy person i don't know how many of these masks have human heads still inside of them that have been separated from their bodies you're you're slow you're forced the only behind you is a wall of spikes that is slowly pushing closer to you and the only way is forward into the house yeah uh, and you you enter in and you come across the suit of armor, 
you make your way through the house and you find the rainforest room. You find all these other rooms. Is, is this Zork? Is this a text adventure? <laughs> yes, exactly. Do you turn the knob? Yes, I do. <laughs> I use hand on knob. You open a door and it's a room filled with uh, exotic bats. Uh, okay, I close the door. <laughs> You that, die. Oh, no. I, it's weird that closing the door kills me, I not know. the exotic bats. Because if you didn't enter, then a laser shoots you down. Well, look, I would, I uh, honestly, I would I would use the suit of armor to protect myself, but then I'd get to the main room that has hay on the floor, and I'd be like, oh, Texas barbecue, I'm going to eat some peanuts, and then I'd be happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think Wilson is an interesting character, and getting a glimpse into his life is something necessary for the show. You know, they couldn't go, I think, eight seasons without... You know, ob- obscuring his face as well as obscuring his life. I, you know, they needed to get into it uh, one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and I'm not disappointed by uh, the depiction of him, uh, you know, in his house and his, his environment. Um, I think there are a lot of other ways they could have gone with it, other equally interesting ways. Yeah. But I know I think this really lives up to what has been built yeah. up to it, though. This yeah, is not agreed. anticlimax at all. No. Uh, and in fact, you know, I'll take this opportunity to speak um about the the other episode this season that we get in wilson's house Mm -hmm. wilson's girlfriend the season finale where uh i actually kind of like being in his environment um as a respite from the taylor house but it, it wasn't until that episode the wilson's girlfriend episode that the this whole thing that we're looking at right now on screen of him obscuring his face kind of got old for me yeah i i'm i'm Curious what they're going to do from the the second half of the series to make that continue making that fresh. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's it's played out. Yeah, I'm getting sick of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they I hope they throw some curveballs. I mean, it has to go in one direction or the other. Like, I know clearly they aren't ever going to show his face. But for me, for it to, to continue feeling fresh, they have to, like, really step up their game. It can't just be one clever little thing. They need to, like really raise that roof a bit yeah raise the roof (laughs) because it's on fire and we don't want it to fall on us otherwise it would be burning down the house you you went full circle dude you brought it all the way around (laughs) i was trying to fit as many song titles in there as i could hey man well home is the place (laughs) (laughs) um okay so let's uh let's not prolong this any further do you want to get back and finish this episode? yeah let's knock it out okay then we are going to start with the pause button now, yeah, Wilson blows through conch sale. Another, another great, uh, another great subtitle. <laughs> a mournful blowing of the conch sale shell. Conch sale. Yeah, I'm also slouching, and my language gets worse the more I slouch. Uh, I do wish that Wilson was calling Moose, though. That would be that would be kind of <laughs> that would be kind of great if Moose started showing up whenever he did that. Okay, here's another theory. Yeah, Wilson uh, is formerly Doctor Doolittle. Uh, I could see that. So, of course, it's just kind of weird. Like, you know, he's been grilling a lot of animals out there. Yeah, he turned on them. Oh, man. <laughs> it's Dr. Doolittle 2. Revenge of Dr. Doolittle. It should be Dr. Toolittle. Uh, <laughs> and then also it explains why Randy would have such an affinity for him. Like, if he's, if he's like, killing animals and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Actually, that's an interesting correlation that I've never put together. Wilson kills a lot of animals and eats them. Randy, maybe... Wilson is the benevolent version of Randy, and he's like, you can kill the animals, you can dissect them, you can learn, you can satisfy those urges. He's kind of acting as, like, Dexter's dad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But 
in order to make it right in the world, you must eat them afterward. True. Yeah, there's light and dark. There's there's it's yin and yang. There's two sides to that coin. Um, so we're learning here after talking to Tim, he's decided not to move away. And this is the first uh, uh, time we actually get to see and learn that Wilson was married. So we, we learned that he's a widower. Well, I mean, we learned that earlier in the episode, but this is the first time. Well, we... that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In this episode is when we learned that. Yeah. And yeah, it's we get a, a sweet, sweet thing. <laughs> and uh, we and get some some, um, some bloops, some outtakes. Yeah. I always find uh, the Wilson outtakes to be a little strange. Because <laughs> well, you never see his, you don't see half of his face when he's saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, oh, look at that. Yeah. Pete Filsinger was an associate producer. I didn't catch that before. Oh, man. What a cool thing. I mean, look at him moving up the, the ladder. Smash. Zoom. On Wilson. Oh, boy. Wind Dancer Production Group. Touchstone Television. Buena Vista Entertainment. All right. Well. That was my dinner with Wilson. Yeah. And now Truman is going to get his dinner with uh, his girlfriend. That that is that you can hear it in my voice <laughs> that I am hungry and ready to leave. <laughs> um final thoughts. Uh you know, a good episode still. I yeah. think a real triumph of set design uh, yes. and a real triumph of props, a triumph yeah. of the will. I, I a lot of thought had to go into that. I mean, it's no small feat to build up a character as mysterious and enigmatic as and varied as Wilson for three and a half seasons, and then have to build a, a world for him. Yes, that's a, a huge thing to step up to, and I think that the production design really, really deserves a lot of props for this. No pun intended. The, that's <laughs> it, it sounds it like was it was intended. You had to have planned that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, look, they the, people have been asking the entire time, what's Wilson's house going to look like? And they delivered, much like the movie Rocket Man, where Elton John turns into a humanoid rocket and flies into the sky. This gives you exactly what you expect. Yeah, I certainly wasn't disappointed. Um, I, I am shocked, though, with uh, and I think this episode is a, a very good example that um, I'm disappointed that the show was never uh, nominated um, for its set direction, for Emmys, for Golden Globes, for anything. It's a damn shame. It is. It was only... Um, Nominated and I think won for lighting. You know, for as, you know, because there's a lot about this show that we criticize, but I'd say one of the most consistently good things about this show is the set dressing and the props and the and the uh, designs. So, yeah, it's a shame that it wasn't it wasn't properly rewarded for it. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yep. Um well, uh, I'm just about uh, done with my thoughts for this episode. Yeah, I got. I'm. I'm. I'm all thought. I'm all thinked out. I'm all funked <laughs> out. Okay. Uh, well, if you guys um, want to help us create uh, more bonus content like this, this is what where your hard earned dollars are going towards. Yeah. And by uh, your, I mean our Patreon subscribers. Yes. So if you want to help us create content like this. Consider contributing to our Patreon. Yes. When you contribute to our Patreon, you get access to all kinds of great content. Most notably, our supplemental podcast, Gruntwork Nights. Ooh. A podcast about anything but the TV more, series Home Improvement. It was a little more caramelly. I didn't I didn't I didn't like whisper it harshly into the microphone yeah. because I'm realizing that might be upsetting to people. Yeah, this is this is my impression of you usually doing that. Gruntwork Nights. Yeah, it it, it, it turns it turns into the, the opening of Down with the Sickness. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you, you get, you know, you get access to that. You get to hear us bullshitting about topics that are, that are even, uh, even less cohesive than an episode of Home Improvement. <laughs> uh, it's true. Uh, and if you want to contribute, um, you can go to patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Yes. Uh, you can join in, in the conversation. Yes. 
we have conversations from time to time yes on the internet on social media networks we do and you can find Mainly us Facebook. on twitter and uh uh instagram yes at Grunt Work Pod. Yes. Uh, you can find information about today's show as well as the original episode uh, at our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter where you can be notified whenever a new episode is released. You can get the grunt count, which I don't remember what it was for this episode. Shit, I don't either. I, I think I it think this was a zero. May have been zero. Most of them were zero this season. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the numbers are on our side on that one. Yeah. Um, as well as exclusive trivia and other kind of uh, fun stuff that we do. Sign up for that newsletter at our website, and uh, I think that's it. Do I do I usually? I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm, I think no. I've covered all the outro stuff. Oh, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. ratings and reviews. Yeah, do you can em. you can do them on <laughs> the places that you listen to your podcast. Yeah, and uh, when you do, do you do you know what they get? Yeah, they get a handful of peanuts, and you can crack them open, <laughs> eat the peanuts. And then throw those shells on the floor of Wilson's house. See, and you're going to have a great damn time. I'm less opposed to the throwing the shells on the ground than I am the pizza crust idea you have. You know, Landon, we can talk about the pizza crust another time. Like that's a whole. There's a whole podcast to be had about what a good idea the pizza crust thing is. <sighs> okay. You know, no one, no one thought, uh, no one thought like Rembrandt was a good painter at the time. Maybe it wasn't Rembrandt. Maybe it was some other one. Look, there were a lot of geniuses who no one appreciated at the time. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> until next week, as we truck toward our uh, season four finale. Keep on trucking. <laughs> I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>